You think you know me? Football. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjansen. Clearly, Browns fans. I see clearly. I'm ready. I'm ready for you, Baltimore. Let's go. The Ravens, the Ratbirds coming into town. Matt, I just did a DDPY yoga workout. I'm I'm jacked. I'm on like, I'm, I'm just, I'm on the, that post-workout high. I'm ready to fight somebody. Let's go. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Andy. Uh, I love the shout out to uh, to your boy from the from the six, uh, Adam right. Copeland, their uh, Edge from WWE. Love the music. That's great, huh? Like th- that is such a a tremendous like entrance music. Uh, like okay, we got the classics, the Stone Cold, the Glass Breaks. You're not touching that, of course. Hulk Hogan's music, all that. But there's just that song. Boom! It just gets you, and I I think it's appropriate, Matt. Right? It's because. Everybody thinks they know the Browns. They know that they think they know the same old Browns. The Ravens do those cocky SOBs. They think they know the Browns. Well, we all see clearly, and you don't know, because this is going to be different tonight. And the Browns have a chance to send a real message, a real slap to the face of the team, the franchise, who has our two Super Bowls on the 25th anniversary of that dead rat you-know-what, Art Modell. I hope he's spinning with a pitchfork somewhere. And he, when he moved this team out of this city and it hasn't been the same, well, it changes now. And we can give them their sixth loss and we can get our 10th win. So stuff it, everybody. Let's go. I'm ready. Like 8.30 tonight, 8.15 kickoff. Can't come soon enough, brother. I want some. Let's go. I want them at their best, too. Let's go. Can we get you in the locker room to deliver a pregame speech? <laughs> I might run that up there. My, They'll kill me. One question after hearing after hearing that intro, dude. Like I, I I'm ready to fight somebody. <laughs> I'll say, put me out there, and then Calais Campbell will sit on me, and I'll I'll die. And that'll be it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sick of it, Matt. This is it. Well, this I, is you it. just have to give the speech. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to play. You oh, that's just good. Be a coach. Okay, yeah, you know, I'll do that. I'll do the coaching side. That'll, that'll, that's that's much safer. Baltimore three-point favorites, they don't respect. <laughs> they don't respect us. You know, they think. And, Matt, you know what I love? Because I've been telling it. I've been yelling it for two years. And, actually, since that guy got drafted, Lamar Jackson, I said he's a fake. He's a fake quarterback, and he's going to get exposed. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. Dude's a great OC for a running quarterback for two years till the defenses catch up, just like Colin Kaepernick. Just like Lamar Jackson. Matt, we've said it how many times on this show. If a defensive strategy is to make your quarterback throw the football, your QB is not the long-term answer. Sorry. Now, we know Lamar's a heck of a talent, and even though everybody knows that you just got to funnel him and, and contain him, it's easier said than done sometimes, but at least the blueprint's out. Yeah, there is a blueprint. It's been established that you can you can beat this Baltimore team yeah. even if Lamar does have a good running day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And, you, and Matt, what I think is so key. You have to make him throw from the pocket. You got to make him throw from the – exactly. Got to make him throw from the pocket. I love it. And, and people on my radio station stuff and shows up here and all that, like, oh, Andy, look at the completion percentage from last week. Do you watch the games, people? 
Do you watch the game? Guy can't throw. And people dumping on the Baltimore wide receivers? I don't blame Marquise Brown. And by the way, there's only one Hollywood tonight, and that's Hollywood Higgins, not this Hollywood Brown guy, okay? But Mark, I don't blame Marquise Brown. I don't blame Willie Sneed. I don't blame any of these guys. Your quarterback can't throw you the ball, okay? You're not going to look great when you've got a speedster burner like Brown, and you can't get the ball to him. I don't blame him. I don't blame the receivers, and so now you got Mark Andrews back who, who burned us in the first game in that opener with a couple touchdowns. It really that comes down to you got the game plan. You know what you got to do. And we're not telling the Browns anything they don't know. But the most success against Baltimore is you just send the front four. You drop everybody back. You don't blitz Lamar Jackson because if he gets an inch on you, he's going to make you miss. Right. Yeah, you, you try to generate the pressure that you need with the front four. You have the linebackers kind of acting as spies to check the run game. And then you ask your DBs to cover, knowing that throwing the ball down the field is not the strong suit of the quarterback. Mm -hmm. It sounds simple. It's hard to execute. But we've got the ace in the uh, up our sleeve, if you will. Okay. We've got Miles Garrett. Mm. And... Miles Garrett can cure a lot of ills for a defense just by his presence alone. Yeah. So if Miles can have the kind of game that we've come to see uh, throughout his career, maybe that gets hmm. you know Sheldon Richardson on a one-on-one -on -one matchup that he can win, or Larry Ogunjobi on a one-on-one -on -one matchup that he can win, or the same with Olivier Vernon. Maybe that can be enough to force. Lamar to try and beat the Browns with his arm. Yeah. And I think too, Matt, the, a real important thing, like we saw in the Dallas game, like we saw in the Tennessee game, you got to get out to a quick lead. And I hope the Browns have the option to choose and, and take it to get the ball first. You want the Ravens to have to play catch up. You don't want it so that they get up by a couple scores early and then they can run around and, and zip and all that. You want to make it so they can't do that. And they have to throw the ball. You do that. And you're going to win this ball game, uh, at least on the offensive side. And, and Matt, listen, defense is banged up. We know that Denzel Ward's not playing again. You know the defense has been playing well overall, but but they're the these are not the ideal personnel if you had everybody available. So it is going to be tough. But I just hope, and I think Woods has done a great job, our defensive coordinator. Um, let's see what he does. You, you know what? You, you get a chance for redemption from the Week One game where they absolutely punked us. They sure did. Um, that was no accident, by the way. They no. looked like a team that was ready to challenge for a Super Bowl. But my oh my, have the times changed where they look. I don't want to bury them too much because I know that they could come out tonight and play well, but sure, they look sure. pretty pedestrian in the last few weeks. Yeah. Now, taking the Lamar Jackson game that he missed away – they still don't, do not look great, and there are still timing issues with that offense. They still haven't settled on a number one workhorse running back, no. which they should have a long time ago because they've got two really, really good ones in Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, and they haven't figured out a way to effectively utilize either one of those guys for long-term uh, Mark Andrews is inconsistent at best as a tight end in this league. Um, 
especially this year. He has big games against the Browns, and then it could be another six weeks before he sees the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are opportunities for the Browns to make plays to win this game. For sure. They just have to be smart about it. Yeah. They, yep. they have to take calculated risks, and they have to trust in the personnel that's on the field. Right. You have to do that. And on the Baltimore side, uh, it, it's still a very stout defense. You got Calais Campbell in there. That's going to be a case where you, you know, you're know you going to have to make sure you get the ball out of Baker's hand quickly. They have weapons at linebacker. Patrick Queen's really good, the rookie. Um, the secondary can get you too. So it's going to be a case where if you want Baker Mayfield to keep that streak of no interception since October 25th alive, it's going to have to be leaning on the run ourselves. And throwing. And I think the balance, though, Matt, is, is like both teams know the strength is running. Both teams are going to try to do it. The difference is I'll put my confidence in Baker Mayfield throwing the football over Lamar Jackson. And, and we'll just have to see how it comes down to and how these defenses respond because we got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who I, I'm pretty confident in, too. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. They're both approaching 1,000 rushing yards. First time that could happen since 1985. Um, they, they look good. They, they work surprisingly well together. They're, they check their egos at the door for the good of the team. And that is not something we're used to as Browns fans. We're, we're used to guys showing up on game day, feigning sickness and, you know, going home. And then <laughs> on bye week, you're actually not even on bye week on the Tuesday of a game week, going back home to get married. Peyton Ellis. Uh, we're not used to star running backs being guys that actually are team guys. And that is refreshing to see because those two young men can carry an offense if given the opportunity. Yep. Yep. And, and, and they're believing. By the way, folks, get us on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Matt Flurjancic. Uh, check out our buddies at uh, ClevelandLandmarksPress.com. Great Christmas presents, a holiday gifts, uh, whatever it might be on the book front about Cleveland and also our pals at Cleveland whiskey have an investment opportunity, Matt. I don't know if you saw this to actually invest and become a part of Cleveland whiskey, really cool stuff where you get like uh, a, a return on investment. And uh, also you can get like customized whiskey bottles and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's neat. Uh, check them out. Clevelandwhiskey.com for more details, but really cool. They're good friends of ours. And I, uh, I, I told, I told Rebecca and Tom, I'd give them a shout out on the show to, uh, to help spread the word a little bit, but really cool seeing them grow from a, um, a, a small passionate family business into something bigger. They have a new home down in the South flats that they're moving into. So it's, uh, it's grown just like this show over the years. Yeah, man, that's a homegrown company that's done it the right way. They've taken, you know, steps to grow incrementally, um, when opportunities present themselves and, you know, kudos to them because this is not an easy time to be in a, in a business, a small business. And yet they're, they're doing, they're doing well. They're thriving. They're really representing the city well, and you have to tip your cap to them for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt, if we're looking at, we went over sort of the keys to victory there. Um, if the Browns do, are defeated they're still nine and four the ravens go to eight and five and they pull within a game if you beat them after the steelers got got blasted by buffalo last night you're within a game of the steelers for first in the division now we know 
at least to this point, Kevin Stefanski and the coaching staff has done a very good job, unlike Browns teams in the past when they had a, a glimmer of success, would just get full of themselves and, and collapse. It, it seems like this is a team that does not look past and truly buys into the cliche of the the 1-0 and oh and what's in front of them and not looking ahead. Because, listen, if it's me, I wouldn't blame the players for, for maybe taking a little peek ahead and looking at Pittsburgh, who's lost two in a row. Yeah, but that's not this this team. Yeah. For some for some reason, this is the coaching staff that got them to buy into the one week at a time mantra. Just handle the step in front of you before you worry about taking the next one. And kudos to those coaches because that's not easy. They've had a lot of distractions this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year hasn't been easy on anybody. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. They've had star players miss time because of injury and COVID concerns. Like they, but yet here they are still, and you have to credit the coaches for keeping it together. Yeah. It's been remarkable. Previous regimes, like you said, would not have, they, they just wouldn't have gotten as much out of a team as Stefanski and his crew have gotten out of this year's Browns. I mean, it's, it's really amazing what they've been able to do. Uh, kudos, especially in my opinion to Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator. Uh, I know the Browns have given up a lot of points and a lot of yards, but that guy has come up with plans to neutralize some of the best players in the league and make other parts of opponents beat you. And he's done that with Denzel Ward being in and out of the lineup with a secondary that lost two guys early in training camp, basically for the entire season. Uh, and Miles Garrett being out of the lineup because of COVID and linebackers missing time because of injury and illness. Like Joe was has done an amazing job to get the most out of everybody who's taken the field for him. And man, I just keep saying that if the Browns continue on this trajectory, this is a guy that's going to get some attention in the head coaching search. Maybe not this year, but in years to come, he's a name to watch because he is a really fantastic football coach. He really is. For like you said, for for having so many pieces missing, uh, but this is going to be a test tonight. Even if even though we know what has to be done, it's going to be a test. Can you do it? J.K. Dobbins has started to separate himself a little bit. You got the three-headed monster. You got to contain and and try again. Matt, I think it's so crucial. Get up early. You got to score first. You got to try to be aggressive and punch it in. We've seen that from Stefanski. You got to try to do that and make them chase. I just don't want to have to see them be in a situation where you're allowing Lamar Jackson to uh, uh, jump all over the place on you. So um, that'll be very important for the Browns. Let's get our game predictions here, man. Let's let's see. What do you think? Ravens at Browns, Monday night football. Imagine if that stadium could have been filled. Oh, man. The atmosphere would be insane. But, you know, we we make do. Um, what is your prediction for tonight? Baltimore favored by three, over-under set at 45 and a half. I don't think they hit the 45 and a half, but I'm taking the Browns. There you go. I am going to Say 24 to 20 Browns. Nice. I love it. I'm going to say 28, 24 Browns. I'll say that. I think it's going to be close uh, and everything, but I, I just, I'm going to believe that 
they jump out first and and really despite making Lamar Jackson once again uh, uh look like he can't throw the football they're still going to get theirs like they're still good enough to get to get some and to make it close so that's what i believe as well we want to hear your predictions for tonight ravens at browns you can get us on twitter at andymc81 at matt flirtancic so matt uh it'll be a late one and you know what we'll we'll see if if it's if we get that victory that 10th win and go to 10 and 3 and one game back of the steelers we'll have a victory tuesday show tomorrow so i hope i'm talking to you tomorrow buddy yeah it sounds like a plan andy but i'd love that all right guys Gals, let's go. Let's do it. Monday night, primetime, the bright lights. Let's take down those rat birds. Let's go. Browns versus Ravens. You've been listening to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.